Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you Money Tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Well, we've heard about the stamp duty holiday coming to an end, and a lot of people have been predicting that prices would fall as this this massive demand for properties levels off or dips and and that is exactly what's happened house prices dropped in june by only half a percent um but it's it's a drop after we we saw you know nearly a year of month on rises month on month rises uh now the annual property price rise is still up near the nine percent and i think the the halifax uh have have said it's 8.8 percent the nationwide survey that I, i talked about about a week ago said it was higher it was more like 13 percent um because these are lender figures these are figures from these two biggest lenders they're not the official uh, figures from land registry but it you know they'll be there or thereabouts uh but the, the average price of a house you know rose by twenty one thousand pounds which is is really more than most people would save on on the stamp duty holiday so a lot of people were scrambling to buy properties and paying more for that property than they could possibly save um, and so, you know, the average price, according to the lender, is now 260000 across the, the, the UK, quarter of a million pounds. Um, or maybe they're talking about England, Wales and Northern Ireland, not Scotland. But, you know, in, in parts of the southeast, an average price of a house in, in the suburbs areas is more like a half a million pounds. So it's very difficult for people to to get on the ladder. Now, people were buying houses, perhaps not just because of the stamp duty, but because they wanted a bigger house um, and, you know, prices in that bracket went up by higher. They, they went up by, by 10% or, uh, you know, some of the larger houses, uh, they went up by £47,000 in cash terms, which is way more than people would save on stamp duty. But some people argue that it was not just about the stamp duty. They wanted to buy a house. There's a shortage of property still. So they, they still needed to buy and move whether it was a stamp duty holiday or not. And, and you know, thousands of people missed the deadline, of course. There are people with sitting in a, in a chain of, of buyers and sellers who could not complete by the 30th of June. And the government will no longer extend that, that, uh, that stamp duty holiday because, of course, they extended it from March. It's been going on for nearly a year now. And obviously, this, this ends up costing all the taxpayers money because that's less revenue that the government got from stamp duty uh, and so it has to be found somewhere and it, it all costs the taxpayer money at the end of the day um, but that that's that's where it is you know that, that's where we are uh, I, I personally think stamp duty is an obscene tax anyway to, to tax a young couple maybe 10 or 15 thousand pounds to buy a property is is obscene especially when you consider that they are rowing their own boat they're 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 buying their own place. They're not saying to the to the government or the council, oh, you got to house me because I've got nowhere to live. I've got four kids. Uh, they, they are saying, no, we're going to buy somewhere ourselves. 
whether that means they have to move way out into the suburbs and travel into town every day or, or whatever, or, or borrow from their parents or grandparents. They are, are taking the initiative to buy their property and they shouldn't be taxed like this. Yeah, it's okay to have a... Stamp duty used to be 1%. It was it was a nothing tax. You could easily just pay it out of short change. It was, you know, you, you might pay... You know, on a hundred thousand pounds, you pay a stamp duty of a thousand pounds. It's it's hardly here here nor there. But uh, anyway, that that's that's my little rant about about stamp duty. Now, in other parts of the country, they uh, seaside towns are getting a bit upset with with all you London people coming and buying our properties down in, in our seaside towns, and and they're getting a bit you know pissed off with it because London buyers are. Uh, able to maybe remortgage their properties and buy a second home in somewhere like uh, Devon, Cornwall, uh, Norfolk, uh, and and now increasingly Wales, because Devon and Cornwall have gone up so much, it's so expensive now that they've been pushed out of those areas. Uh, you know where they might have to pay, you know, in Dorset and Devon, you know, maybe five, six hundred, seven, a million pounds for a property. They can go to Wales and buy something much cheaper. Um, so th- there's one uh, Welsh authority, Gwynedd. It's, it's up in the, the south, uh, the northwest coast, which is a lovely village on the sea. Uh, they have decided to hit homeowners who buy their homes for second homes or holiday homes uh, with double st- uh, double uh, council tax. So they're doubling the amount of council tax they would charge to anybody who has a second home in, in that area. And that, the, the council has said it would raise an extra three million a year to pay for social housing, which you know, that might be true. But councils already can build social housing. They have money. They have access to very low cost borrowing from the government, but they won't do it. I, I, you know, it, it baffles me why they won't build more council properties and solve the housing crisis. Don't forget, I was a councillor for 10 years and I used to ask my council, why won't you buy uh, build more uh, council properties. They said, no, we don't want to do that because people might buy them later on under a right to buy. What? Well, well at least they're in a house. At least that they've that they've been housed. They're not in, in uh, temporary accommodation or a hotel, or they're not moving hundreds of miles away to afford a property. They're in a property. And in any case, most of them wouldn't be able to afford to buy such an expensive house anyway. So, so But anyway, as I was saying, the councils won't build the, these these properties for, for people. So now they want to tax, um, you know, second homeowners who you know could argue that it's their right to buy a property where they want. Uh, they're bringing money into the economy. But the councils argue that, you know, you've got an area where maybe 10, 20 percent of the properties are all empty most of the time. And therefore, that, that the life in that town or village has been destroyed because th- there's only weekenders there and probably in the winter they don't go there. I mean, Wales is a pretty bleak, cold place most of the year. You know, you've got wind blowing off the, the, the Irish Sea. It's, it's, it, this is not like sunny Bournemouth, you know, it's it's a different kettle of fish. So I doubt I doubt if people would go there in the winter. So they're, they're annoyed that you know, local people have been pushed out by these wealthier buyers from London, and uh, it's it's destroying the makeup of the of the town and the, and the village life and that sort of thing, which is is true. It, it is it is happening, and, and and people in Cornwall have been long complaining about this, and and it's it's long been a problem in Wales. Uh, Swansea Council, Swansea City are planning to do the same thing. And uh, there's there's always been a bit of hostility with with the Welsh. Uh, I, I remember even going back you know, forty years. I remember reading about uh, people's houses being burned down by 
it was it the Angry Brigade or the Red Brigade from from Wales? I don't know. But the Welsh government are, you know, pretty socialist lot, and uh, the, uh, the socialists love raising taxes so they can spend other people's money. That's what they do. But something has to be done about this. Obviously, it's, it, it's a serious issue if people from London can, you know, pull out, uh, you know, a couple of hundred thousand pound of equity from their million pound home. That's just an ordinary house. It's nothing special. And, and and so let's go and buy a cottage in in Wales. And you know that. It, but something has to be done to to solve the problem of the local people in those villages not being able to afford to live there any longer after maybe living there for generations. Now talking about money is is cheap money fueling the, the, these price rises and the possible bubble. Uh, well, I think part of it is to do with that. Now um, mortgages are so cheap you can get mortgages at you know one percent. Which is which is ridiculous. I I've had a mortgage years ago at sixteen percent, sixteen and a quarter percent was one of the highest mortgages I paid for for my first flat, and it was a killer. Um, but but now you you can get. I mean, the NR, NRLA, the the Landlords Association, have are, are acting as a sort of a, an intermediary. It's, it's a bit it's a bit of extra money for them. They get a broker fee for it. Um, it's a bit of affiliate marketing, really. Uh, they're offering a two year fixed rate loan. On a buy to let, this is not residential, which is usually cheaper, two year fixed rate loan at 1.25%. That's one and a quarter percent. Uh, and th- th- they'll give you free legal fees as well and a £250 cash back. You know, it, it, it's crazy, isn't it? That means on a you could borrow a million pounds. And if you, you did it on interest only, your monthly repayments would just 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 over a thousand a month. It, it, it's crazy. You couldn't rent a million pound property for a thousand a month. You'd be looking at, you know, if I think about million pound properties around here, two thousand a month, maybe a bit more, two and a half, uh, a million pounds, a four bed house. You know, it, it's it's so that that cheap money is perhaps encouraging people to, to 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 pull money, pull equity out of their property and buy second homes, or certainly. It's encouraging people to borrow huge amounts when they're they're buying even their first property. But rates will not stay like that forever uh, because inflation is already starting to to rise in in America and the UK. So I I see uh, inflation pushing up. We all know that things are costing more, don't we? Even the Bank of England admitted that prices of food and things were going up uh, like crazy. And but they said it would be temporary. But we know that commodities have gone up, so oil, uh, cost of transport as well, and 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 lots of things have just gone up in price, and and so that's inflation. The the, the official figures are still showing inflation at around two percent, but gradually they will come through and show higher costs, and then the government will have to do what they usually do to stop inflation, and that's raise interest rates. However, the government are in a bit of a in between a rock and a hard place because you know they need inflation to to devalue the amount that they've borrowed the trillions that they've borrowed in and and printed now they've got to pay that back at some stage so if they issue government bonds which are, are loan notes and borrow you know a trillion dollars and those loan notes have got to be paid back in 10 or 20 years time then as long as there's inflation that trillion dollars will probably be worth like half a trillion by the time they've paid it back. And it's the same thing when you borrow on a mortgage. You know, by the time you end up paying that mortgage over years and years, you know, inflation has eroded the value of that borrowing. So it's reduced the, the borrowing, but it, it, is, it has increased 
the value of your property. So the government need inflation, but they also need low interest rates because if interest rates go up, they are usually then paying a higher interest rate on their borrowing as well. So they can't hike up rates too much because it would bankrupt governments. But on the other hand, inflation is going to start pushing prices up and, and there may be a need to, to start increasing uh, interest rates. So, you know, on that million pound example, if rates went up by 1%, then, you know, their payments will, will, will double also. They'd start paying £2,000 a month. Uh, so th there you go. Well, that, that's that's what the situation we're in at the moment. Will this uh, property price bubble burst and, and, and will we see a massive reduction? We don't know. Nobody knows. But what I do know is that the, the stock market has been rising since the last crash, so more than 10 years now. Property prices have been rising for more than 10 years now. And, and these things never last. They never have done. You don't see property prices rising up and up and up like this for you know, 15, 20 years. It just doesn't happen. They might in some areas gradually go up, but this is not a gradual rise. This is like you know rises of 10, 12% in a year and, and more than that in previous years. So that's that's history uh, history could repeat itself and we could see some sort of crash it could be a non-property related matter that causes the markets to crash in the in the last financial crisis it was uh, uh, these second home uh, sorry these uh, mortgage backed securities which were uh, junk mortgage backed securities sold as prime mortgage backed securities when that that collapsed it, it caused that the markets to collapse all over and then the property market as well. But so it could be something like that. It could be something that just uh, uh, triggers uh, some sort of panic in the market and then the stock market will tumble like a, like dominoes. And Michael Burry, who predicted the, the, the last crash in, in 2000 and made a fortune from it, he has said that, that, that there is what's coming is the mother of all crashes and the mother of all uh, depressions that that is that is coming. Now you may remember him in that that film about the crash, uh, which I can't remember the name of the movie now, but you, you catch it on Netflix or Prime or something. And uh, he was the guy playing the drums, the mad the mad sort of investment banker who was playing the drums uh, to to all this loud music through his earphones. You remember that the heavy metal drum kit he had in there, and he he is uh, you know financial genius which predicted the these these problems as a, as a few other people did at the time. So uh, he's now predicting the same thing is going to happen again because we've also got things like uh, you know, funds and people buying cryptocurrency on that is leveraged. They borrowed money to buy it. We've got uh, leveraged things like that, and if that starts to collapse, then you know if cryptos go down, stock market goes down, the property's got to follow. So I, I'm just a bit cautious at the moment about uh, you know buying anything unless you can get a really good below market value deal. Now, of course, if you're buying somewhere to live, then you know whether the price goes up or down in the next few years is is, is neither here nor there. You need somewhere to live, and usually buying is cheaper than renting in most cases. Uh, although that that did change recently, it's leveled out now. But in, in general, over the long term, it's better to buy than rent if you're wanting somewhere to live. So a little pricing fluctuation doesn't matter. But if you're buying somewhere to, to flip, if you're buying a property now and you plan to turn it into six flats or something and then flip it next year, then you know you, that, that is a bigger risk. So you've got to have your plan B. Maybe say, well, if I can't get my money back on, on the development and the flip, then... 
could I rent these properties out? Could I keep them and, and refinance them for a longer term loan? So just be careful with, with things like development projects and flips. Make sure you've got enough uh, comfort in there to, to get you through if prices should, should dip. So, so thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed this, then please like and share uh, uh, on, on whatever you're watching this on, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or, or you're looking at my podcast on iTunes. Um, do, do like it, share it if you can. And do follow me on other social media. And I'm also offering, uh, if, if you're looking to, to change your financial situation, if you're looking to improve your financial situation, like, you know, you're earning money, but you never seem to quite be able to accumulate money or, or save money or get money, put money together or keep money, then I'm offering a free wealth accelerator discovery coaching call uh, to, to, to a small number of people in the, in the next week or so. I, I don't have many slots available. So please click on that link below and you can book yourself into to a slot for the free Wealth Accelerator Discovery Coaching Call, which could transform your life. Thanks for listening and have, have a great day. And I, I'll, I'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 